0: Hey there. Hi. Hey Joan. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all
1: right. How was your Christmas?
0: It was nice. It was, um, yeah, it was nice. Good. Yeah. Stuff going on with Lauren, but, um, you know, we're hanging in there. (laughs) Good. Yeah.
1: Here's Lawrence.
2: Hey,
0: Lawrence.
1: (coughs) Hi. Hi.
2: I'm
1: going to use a headset. Let's see if it produces better quality sound for us. Tell me what you think. Here.
2: Always experiment on.
1: So, yeah. Well, I appreciate your willingness to move the class to the daytime. And uh, for me, um, I'm just—I uh, can do an occasional 9 p.m. class, but really, it's just—it's not the best time for me. It isn't so? Hey, Linda.
3: Hello. I'm having
1: some difficulty with my videos. Let's start with a a blessing and a prayer. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts, open our minds, to drop into the awareness of perfect love, our true nature feeling into our wholeness and our holiness. So grateful to consciously partner up and attune to the expression of divine wisdom. It is our own higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful to declare ourselves wide open and available for the freedom and the joy, the wisdom and the clarity. So grateful and so thankful to Consciously be saying a big yes to our freedom, to our atonement, to our awakening and enlightenment. So grateful that we're claiming it and sharing the benefits with everyone. We dedicate our conversation to our healing, to our expansion, to our awakening. So grateful to declare that our time together is healing and nourishing and a purpose. And gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Please?
1: Yeah. Hey Carla, welcome. So we have Joan and Jennifer, Lawrence and Carla and Linda how wonderful it's our final gathering of the year in class Uh, I do believe you have community calls this weekend Uh, and then for those who are carrying on we have New Year's reboot on uh, Sunday New Year's Day Wow this year has sped by it really has for me anyway and uh, definitely have that feeling of things speeding up. And <clears throat> so, uh, looking at uh, actually, before I jump into the the course of miracles here, does anybody have any questions about next year? Any questions for me about next year? I tried to put everything in an email. So, not everybody saw the email I sent. Um,
2: was about 10 days ago now, but I just want to see if anybody has any questions. Alright. I have one. What so, time
1: is the nearest day reboot? Um, I am looking in Chapter 31, which is entitled The Final Vision. And um, right in the very last pages of the text and um, it says here and I was talking about this in the radio show this week and uh, got guided to this again for our class today and um, the final section in the text is entitled choose once again and It's choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. So this is the choice to uh, be among the saviors of the world, choose heaven or to remain in hell and hold our brothers and sisters here with us.
2: And... um, I I love that Jesus does this again and again, makes it uh, this clear, dramatic
1: choice for us to help us make that decision and uh, to see it clearly that that we really are choosing between heaven and hell, that when we choose to judge, when we choose to attack, when we choose to do anything but be loving and recognize the gift that's being given to us, we're choosing to hold ourselves and our brothers in hell. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of languaging that really helps us to stay focused In our healing, and then it goes on to say here uh, in uh, paragraph six, it's my page 667. It says, You are as God created you, and so is every living thing you look upon, regardless of the images you see. What you behold as sickness, and as pain, as weakness and as suffering and loss, is but temptation to perceive yourself defenseless and in hell. Yield not to this, and you will see all pain in every form, wherever it occurs, but disappear as mists before the sun. A miracle has come to heal God's son, and close the door upon his dreams of weak this opening the way to his salvation and release choose once again what you would have him be remembering that every choice you make establishes your own identity as you will see it and believe it is so what we see as sickness and pain, weakness and suffering and loss is the temptation to perceive ourselves as a body, to perceive ourselves as defenseless, uh, to see perceive ourselves as weak. And uh, so even when we look at the world and we see the suffering in the world, if we're looking at it from this perspective of it's real and it's a loss. That something is lost, that there's a lack in there somewhere. It's that making it real. Uh, we, when we choose love, when we choose to see things correctly, when we choose to realize I am as God created me, I can choose again. I'm choosing to see myself and everyone else as God created me. Then the hellishness of life is going to disappear we won't even see it anymore instead we'll see what's really true which is that this is an illusion and I, I love that the Holy Spirit gives us these really clear things to help us understand so I think of uh, the movie The Matrix have you all seen the movie The Matrix yeah no Oh, it's, it's, gosh, it's such a good, good and helpful example for us. So in the Matrix, <laughs> the story is that Keanu Reeves plays this character who is um, like most humans, he's like a a, a human battery, uh, and all these humans are, uh, in a sense, in in a state of kind of a suspended animation in these pods and they're plugged in back here and all these electrodes and the machines are using them as battery power. Their human energy is battery power and um, their mind is plugged into this computer software system. So they don't even know that their body's in a pod and their mind is in the matrix, this computer software. Have no idea that that's what's going on, and what happens is is Keanu gets um, invited to, in a sense, be awoken from the pod, and to get and literally be um, taken out of the pod, disconnected from the matrix, and to live as a free man, and. Um, and then there's the question of, does, is that really desirable? Or is it more desirable to not be free and to have your mind plugged into the matrix and to be controlled by the machines, but perhaps to live a less stressful uh, existence? Uh, because mentally you're cared for, you you don't have any stress. Potentially, you know, that's the choice. And um, so... That that's what the movie is about, is working with at the level of the mind. Is your mind trapped in the matrix, or do you realize you're free? And so one of the experiences that Keanu has, his character Neo has, is that um, he is training his body, because his body's been raised in this pod, and so he needs to get his body into shape to be able to do things. And... Um, one of the ways he learns is they plug this software into that port in his back of his head and then he has these experiences where he runs the software in his mind where he thinks he's having a jujitsu lesson, let's say, and learning from it and having um, these superhuman physical experiences and learning how to... Uh, have that um, expanded awareness um, through using uh, these other softwares. So in a sense, this is very similar to our human experience where We think we're trapped in this matrix or this matrix is real. It's all that there is, but it's not. And our mind can break the the boundaries of it and be free, be liberated. And that we are not a body and there's a difference between our body and our mind. And while our body could seem to be trapped anywhere, our mind can still be free. So that's really Part of what the matrix is about, and so we can walk on this earth, and everything could be much as it is now, but we could be able to see the perfection and the beauty in it and not judge it as any of it as bad or wrong, including things that seem to be particularly unloving, have no judgment about them, but just. Notice, oh, people are choosing to learn <clears throat> through pain instead of joy, but have no judgment about their choice. See their choice as as valid or as good as though it might not be as effective or as painless as choosing through learning uh, through love and joy, it can still be an effective and worthwhile choice in a sense (coughs) any um, any thoughts anybody
2: else seen the matrix like to add anything to that Linda
3: Just that that pops, that movie pops in my head every time um, I'm feeling really challenged and then I have that thought, I should have taken the blue pill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when um, when Neo, he's given this opportunity to choose, do you want to just, uh, you know, take the, the red pill and have your mind awaken that you escape from, will come get you out of the pod? You'll disconnect your mind from thinking you're um, uh, you're already free, or do you want to take the um, the blue pill and go back to sleep uh, in the matrix? Yeah. 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 I, I I just who who couldn't have that thought? You know, most of us are going to have that kind of thought. Uh, I know for me, myself, that's been one of my biggest struggles in my whole life is feeling this sense of, I do not want to be here. I don't like it here. I want to escape from here. I want to get out of here. I want to change here. Um, Those thoughts used to be in my mind all the time. Um, I still have thoughts uh, at times where I think, this is not my preferred place. <laughs> and um, and then I, I remember, it well, yeah, it is. It is right now. It is right now. This is my preferred place right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that reminder, Linda. Anybody else? I do highly, highly recommend The Matrix. I think it's really, it's
1: one of those seminal works that is helping uh, all humanity to realize that this is a dream. Um, And that's one of the ways that life is, is that we have these uh, pieces of art and experience that help us to uh, begin to see more clearly what's true and what's not true, and another way of looking at things. Um, Like if you think of uh, Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol, that, that was something really helpful for a lot of people, which is why they're still remaking it, because that story is so much our story same with it 's a wonderful life it 's so much our story, and uh, these wonderful dramatizations these stories help us to understand and look at and 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 really to process what 's going on in our experience because don 't forget we 're all awakened masters, you know we have this great a genius and brilliance and these, these kinds of stories help us to step back from our identification with the
2: body. Yeah. All right.
1: So, giving up that temptation to see ourselves as a body. So, It says here, paragraph 7, again on 667, Deny me not the little gift I ask, when in exchange I lay before your feet the peace of God and power to bring this peace to everyone who wanders in the world uncertain, lonely, and in constant fear for it is given you to join with him and through the christ in you unveil his eyes and let him look upon the christ in him my brothers in salvation do not fail to hear my voice and listen to my words i ask for nothing but your own release there is no place for hell within a world whose loveliness Can yet be so intense and so inclusive, it is but a step from there to heaven. To your tired eyes, I bring a vision of a different world, so new and clean and fresh, you will forget the pain and sorrow that you saw before. Yet, this is a vision in which you must share with everyone you see, for otherwise, you will behold it not. To give this gift is how to make it yours. So to have give all to all. And God ordained in loving kindness that it be for you. So um, what this reminds me of is an experience once, um, long time ago, uh, in a yoga class where we were doing a cat stretch lying on the floor, getting ready for shavasana, the final uh, corpse pose. And um, uh, as I stretched, I had this experience of being able to see beyond all time and space and to see the perfection and the beauty of everything and to feel a sense of expanded nirvana unlike any human happiness or joy I'd ever experienced before. And I instantly started to, just tears rolling down my face. The beauty was so intense. And I really could, in that moment, know everything was perfect. Everything was beautiful. There was not one thing that was not and just a sense of the complete perfection of everything in the world. And um, that experience... Uh, was really an affirmation of what I was interested in understanding and knowing for myself. I was at that point in my life, I was so interested in giving up condemnation and judgment and criticism and complaints and to see only the perfection and the beauty in myself and everyone else. And so I had that glimpse, it only lasted for a few minutes maybe three minutes or so, but it was very real, very palpable, and it taught me that while the things of this world, the distress and the um, oh, um, the pain and the suffering, it just, uh, it, it can look so intense and difficult, But the truth of the matter is there is an absolute beauty and a perfection to it if we're willing to see it. And, of course, if we're willing to not identify with it and not think that it's real. Carla, I just muted you out because there is some noise coming through on your uh, line there. And then uh, paragraph nine, let us be glad that we can walk the world. And find so many chances to perceive another situation where God's gift can once again be recognized as ours. So this is something that uh, you don't often hear in a course in miracles, or hear a course of miracles t- students talking about. To be grateful for walking the world, you see. But this is the thing: is that we are experiencing this gift of being able to be the teachers of God and to be able to demonstrate there is no lack, there is no limitation, there's only the flow of love. And so as we remember it, then we teach it. And this is where our joy comes from, this remembrance, this teaching. And we, we already have everything we need in order to be able to share it and to teach it. We just have to be willing to stop thinking that this is bad or that is bad and be willing to see the perfection, the beauty, the wholeness in it, to have no judgment for it. Uh, but I, I, I personally, I just love that. Let us be glad that we can walk the world and find so many chances to perceive another situation where God's gift can once again be recognized as ours. And thus will all the vestiges of hell, the secret sins and hidden hates be gone. And all the loveliness which they concealed appear like Lawns of heaven to our sight to lift us high above the thorny roads we traveled on before the Christ appeared. Hear me, my brothers, hear and join with me. God has ordained, I cannot call in vain, and in His certainty I rest content. For you will hear, and you will choose again, and in this choice is everyone made free. I thank you, Father, for these holy ones who are my brothers as they are your sons. My faith in them is yours. I'm as sure that they will come to me as you are sure of what they are and will forever be. Yes, so we're sure that they will come to us. And... Um, has anybody seen, uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars movie? Yeah, well, you know, I've got three nephews, so, uh, we, we all went to see that, um, yesterday and, um, oh, hey, Carl, I'm not sure what's going on there. Did you want to share something? Oh, okay, um, and, uh, in there there's a character who's blind but who can see very well even though his eyes aren't working he sees with his mind and he's in touch with the force and he's a i don't know if he's a jedi that that's not clear he seems like a jedi and he's a a master fighter and um he is he he has these affirmations and, uh, it's wonderful. He says, uh, the force is with me. I am one with the force. The force is with me. I am one with the force. And again and again, he says that when, when he feels threatened or he has to do something spectacular, like walk through a field of bullets and, uh, not get killed. And he, he goes into, uh, The force is with me, I'm one with the force. The force is with me, I'm one with the force. And uh, it's so much what our practice is that, at least it reminds me of my practice when I felt worried or afraid to go into that place of I am that I am. Everything is with me. Nothing is against me. My mind is the mind of God. My heart is the heart of God. My life is the life of God. My hand is the hand of God. I'm always divinely guided and protected. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And um, yeah, I just love how the Holy Spirit finds these ways to to teach us and to remind us of how to really uh, transcend time, space, the what seems like the reality, and um, movie seems to be a, a wonderful way to convey that those teachings. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to share? Anybody have anything? And and particularly, did anybody have? I know uh, Joan, you said a little bit about. Your daughter and Christmas, anybody w- would like to share anything about how their holidays went, what they noticed about themselves and others in the, in the time of the holidays? Of course, we're still in that time, but anybody have any learnings, any ahas, observations, challenges?
0: Well, I'll share um, a challenge that, that I'm having. Um, Two weeks ago, Lauren told me that she's pregnant, and she's the father is Peter, the man who you know was driving the car who you've all heard me speak about. And um, so, I'd like to say, I feel just joy (laughs) in that. She's all happy and excited, but Mm. I have a lot of concern. And I was actually, Linda and I had our prayer call this morning. I'm so grateful for that prayer partnership. And the word that has been coming up for me is surrender. And I do feel this trust that there is a much greater plan there for Lauren than I can see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm I'm challenged with... um, just my own judgments about it and feeling that, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for her. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just been challenging. So, you know, finding that out shortly before Christmas just made it a little bit challenging, I think the whole thing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you have, Peter, for your Christmas? Did you invite him to your home? No.
0: um, I've met him. Right. um, But my husband has not met him. My son hasn't. The rest of the family doesn't really know what's going on yet. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I don't really know what's going to unfold. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know that he necessarily wants to be around us I don't know if we want him around but Mm -hmm. obviously he's the father of our daughter's baby there will be some I don't know what's going to happen and I think the challenging thing for me right now is just sitting in the not knowing
2: Mm.
1: so Do you think part of the not knowing is your not having strong intention around it? That could be, yeah. Because that's, you know, sometimes when we don't like what's going on, Mm -hmm. we'll move out of doing our spiritual work of having clear intention around things mm-hmm. and um, doing what um, I think of as holding the form, mm-hmm. right? Because our mind and our thoughts, they do bring things into form. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, for instance, uh, there are... Well, for instance, a practitioner in a church is a form holder, right? You're a practitioner in your church. You're a form holder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so, and you're obviously a form holder in your family. And sometimes when uh, other people in the family are doing and making choices that we don't agree with or we don't like or the frighten us, we'll kind of drop the form holding
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then it can seem like things are just happening to us and it starts to feel like it's out of control. And then we can even step further back and, and, um, start to feel like a victim. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like I've had this and I've been doing some journaling about it and, my, um, what I have been working on is holding this vision of um, Lauren being happy, you know, her baby being healthy, and um, I really feel that she's so happy about this, that that this has got to be good for her, that this is good for her, this baby, and that she will, um, I feel like it's saving her life, like it's giving her purpose. So for, I I hold on to that, and I, I really see that. And the part that I'm struggling with is so many things have happened over the last year and several months in this on-again, off-again relationship that she's had with Peter. And just the things that I know... I know that I'm in fear around her safety and I'm, I'm trying to see, to have that trust that, that she is safe, that, that he's going to rise up for, to the occasion that he, that he's going to, to be, you know, a good father, a good partner to her, or he'll fade away, you know, something, you know, not anything's going to happen to him, but just, he won't be, part of it. You know, Um, I just am having, um, it's hard for me to see that. It's hard for me to, to stay in that or to, to imagine him like stepping up and being supportive or whatever. So that is what I'm attempting to do. And I'm, I know that I'm not succeeding at this point.
1: Yeah. So it's it's certainly understandable that in some ways this feels uh, like a shock and a, a disappointment. And as you're saying, also uh, this could be the motivation and the inspiration for her to stop drinking
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to take good care of her body.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's she stopped smoking. Wow, she's drinking she's um yeah she's she is taking better care of herself which is wonderful it's i'm thrilled with that um so and that's that's why i think it's easy for me to see that that good in it i i think the thing that's hard and It doesn't even feel good saying this, but it's just where I'm at. I just wish the father was like anybody else but him. Yeah. And that's just the honest, what I'm feeling.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's understandable.
2: It's
1: understandable. Yeah. What if... In a previous incarnation, Peter was your son or your daughter. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that um, he was struggling in this lifetime and needed your love and support to see that he has within him the ability to be a good husband to your daughter now. And a good father to your grandchild now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um,
1: I, um, I sometimes seem to have a difficult relationship with my father's uh, wife that he married a few years ago. Sometimes I feel like she's jealous of me and then tries to sabotage things. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think of her sometimes like, what if she were my daughter instead Mm of my 80-year-old stepmother? What if she were my daughter from another lifetime? Mm -hmm. And this is how she's coming into my life now for my support and love, to see her beauty, her perfection, her wholeness, and not to buy into her insecurity, her belief in scarcity or anything like that. And that this is my opportunity to help her to heal her negative karma. And that thought has really helped me. hmm because I have definitely felt triggered at times that she has, uh, that potentially she has the power to um, really get in the way in my relationship with my father. Because he lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and she's with him every day of every week of every month. And I'm not. hmm and so who knows what she could say to him to, you know, color his mind or just to interfere in our relationship. And so uh, I, but I'm not interested in energizing anything I don't wish to have happen. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I know the power of my mind Yeah, to make things happen. I've seen it. In crystal clear Technicolor. Yeah. So there's the temptation, isn't there, to withhold love for Peter, to mm-hmm. withhold um, approval. Yes. Can yeah. how do we approve of a, the Christ in a being? approve of the beauty and the truth in them, how do we approve of the magnificence of our brothers and sisters and not condone their actions and choices? Because this is one of the things that uh, you know. I have conversations about the president-elect <laughs> with mm-hmm. people, you know, who, people who are repulsed and disgusted and, and afraid. Of,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of Trump. And how do we do that? How do we learn to see the perfection and to approve of that, to energize that while not um, energizing their selfish behaviors or their malicious behaviors?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like what you're what you're saying is making me look at it a different way and and see it the way what I would say to to a client that's having a challenge with someone yeah, yeah and to course. see that Christ consciousness within them to see God within that person mm-hmm. and connect with that part and what is just occurring to me now is to just send that loving energy to to that that, that God, that Christ consciousness that is within him to know that it's there. And, um, that feels doable. That feels doable. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reminding me of that. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I have to shut my door here. For sure. The dog (laughs) agrees.
1: The dog. Yeah. Dog is celebrating. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it.
0: She knows excited.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She probably felt your shift in energy or something. Yeah. Either that or somebody's given bringing the mail or
0: it could be Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> something. Yeah. Thank you. That that feel that gives me something to um just to hold on to in a more positive way so thank you for that I appreciate it
1: yeah and um, let's say that you have a grandson or a granddaughter that 30 years from now could say to you grandma thank you so much for not giving up on my dad and holding that Christ vision for him so that he could see it too. And, and for mom, thank you so much for that. I know that's the best gift you ever gave
2: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there,
1: are the people in our life who trigger us so much, um they are such a gift to us to see where we have a uh, a place that there's a wound to be healed in mm-hmm. us, you know. And a lot of times we don't want to see that wound. We don't want to think about that wound. It's overwhelming to us. And they're poking us and poking us in that place. It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Because we feel that, well, the ego feels it's totally out of control. It can't do anything about it. Spirit is going to shove this stuff in our face. And the ego is like, no, I do not want to look at that. No. And... um it can be so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else relating to this?
5: Can you hear me? I tried to be before and you couldn't hear me?
1: Yes, hear you perfectly now. Okay.
5: This is... Um, very valuable because I'm, I'm finding challenging, and I used to not even see the possibilities, the opportunities that that offered me all the time to choose again. And now I see, I, I know that's what's happening sometimes, but still, I, it seems like I'm choosing to stay there. I'm not able to shift. I can see this is there must be some great healing here but i'm not i think i'm not energizing the vision
2: mm. mhm it's it's almost like
5: i am using positive thinking to avoid my feelings and so I'm really feeling my feelings now and it's so hard to shift to, to, to knowing it, this is, this is a good thing, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good thing, I wish I do but I can't shift to seeing it,
2: to feeling it, to knowing it.
1: what if what you're going through is the shift that you're in the process of the shift carla same with joan what if that's this is the shift and it feels like something it's kind of like shift but without the
2: f So
5: am I identifying with my feelings? Is
1: that? Well, I'd say the identification is with the, the ego. You know, the, the, when it feels that intense like that, it is a, a strong ego call to play small, to not grow. Very, very strong. And it's the same with Joan, you know, because think of the the expansion that is calling her to embrace Peter, fully to embrace him, like a, a complete loving, a loved one, a, a member of her family that she holds dear. This is the expansion opportunity she's being called to, and to... Um, not equate his choices and his behavior and how Lauren interacts with him as having anything to do with him and how lovable he is. That's, you know, it's a big shift. It's a big shift. But why do these things happen to us? They happen to us because it is our heart's desire to not live in lack and limitation anymore. We are so intent on growth that we are, we've picked these things that catapult us
2: and it's uncomfortable because it's kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off. It's not comfortable.
1: And when we see that Band-Aid ripping experience on the horizon, we're like, Ugh, right? We shrink back. no. No, right? Most of us, when we're going to have that Band-Aid ripping off experience, we don't go, oh, look, let's, oh, hurry it up. Let's go. You know, it's usually like, ugh, give me a minute. Just give me a minute, you know?
5: <laughs> you know, I don't watch a lot of TV now, but for some reason, I, 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 I don't know, something prompted me to watch this show called Westworld. Have you ever heard of it?
1: I have. My brother and his wife like it.
5: Well, in the, in Westworld, they the 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 hosts live in a loop of behavior, and so I realized I watched it for several hours before I realized that is uh, I'm living in that same loop. It seems like I am improving. Not, I mean, I am. I know I am. Yeah. But there's still. I mean, I guess it sets the spiraling up, right? It's still the loop. And so I, I'm, I guess I'm okay with the spiraling up. I'd really like to energize a new freaking loop.
1: <laughs> you are. You are. Carla, if anybody is, you are. You energize a new loop every day, it
2: seems like. do like it yeah I know yeah
1: how great that spirit showed you to Westworld and it had that that teaching for you
5: Yeah, I, I've seen it, I, I guess I'm speaking this because I really like to lean into this because mm. I see it all the time. Every every moment is an opportunity if I'm open to seeing it. But I guess I'm not right now. <laughs> uh, but um. I mean, I just see it so much more, and that's what I want to lean into. Is because um, what I'm leaning into is the, the negative, the feeling bad instead of the feeling good. It's, it is. Gosh, it's about believing my thoughts. That's that's the crux
2: of it.
1: Well, sometimes it feels like we're, um, you know, one of the things that lobsters do, I know a little bit about lobsters because of all the time I've spent in Maine, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that lobsters do is, you know, they have that extremely hard
2: shell. And every year, they shed that shell. And
1: then they have a new shell because they're growing. That shell is so hard, the shell does not grow. So the only way for them to grow is to shed that hard shell. And for a time, after they shed the shell, they're very soft and they're very vulnerable. And um, they uh, then, you know, the shell hardens and um, no doubt they feel safer again. And in a sense, you see, the Holy Spirit has this example of what we go through that the ego identifications can seem so hard, so crusty, so real. We're so, so attached to them that we don't even realize they're not who we are. They're something that's false that we've identified with. We get so attached to these hard shells, we think it's who we are. And so, when the time comes when it just doesn't serve us anymore and it's now really uncomfortable and we're going to shed that shell, it is a time often where we have intense vulnerability. And the more I travel this road, the more I notice that there's less and less of that and more. Uh, The growth is just about moving up into how happy can I allow myself to be? How
2: joyful can I allow myself to be? You know, it's also like that um,
1: scene in the movie, The Jerk. Which I just think is so funny. Where um, he's breaking up with his girlfriend, and he says, "I don't need you. I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything." And I, well, I need this. I just need this. I don't need anything else but this. Oh, and I need my book. I need my book. I just need my book and my mug and. Well I, I like this shawl, so I need this, but that's it. That's all I need, and then, oh, I should have this chair. let me have this chair, you know
2: And so um, we go through these shedding experiences, and at at sometimes
1: it or I always would say it, it it will feel really vulnerable
2: but then other times it won't. It'll just be a leap of joy. And you've had that too.
1: Yeah. But when there's a strong identification, it can be like that shedding the hard shell and then feeling very, very vulnerable. You
5: know, forgetting the joy when the so hard times go I like totally forgetting the joy that, that comes to sometimes that, that I'm so identified with what I'm into when I'm when I'm in the middle of that I I'm forgetting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm really all this change in the ministry and the times—I don't know what's going to happen. It's scary me. Because mm. mm. I look, whether it means anything or not, I'm—I'm just describing it. I've attended most this one of these classes and stuff has become such a huge part of my life. What? It's going to happen if I cannot mm. if change the time and I can't do it I have to do it myself that don't scares me mm Mhm That's what's that's the truth that's
2: Mhm
1: Yeah, so there, also, I, I can help you, Carla, because don't imagine what you don't want.
5: That's what I'm saying. It's so, I don't believe my, when I try to imagine, I don't believe me. I believe the negative. I... Why do I believe the negative, but I don't want to believe the vision.
1: Well, you know, maybe you're shedding a belief that you're, you're on your own, that you don't have real support. You're shedding this old way of being on your own. And so there's a threat to your connection to the community coming up in your mind. It's not
2: actually happening.
5: I'm believing that, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And honest to God, the truth is the community is only expanding. The
2: opportunities to connect are only expanding.
5: That's why the email you sent was so challenging to me because I don't know why, but I'm definitely doubting that I'm capable.
1: Good. Get that doubt out. (laughs)
2: Let
1: it just come up and be like a volcano and just let it run and... Go until it's done.
5: When, 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 I speak a lot of the left years, but I don't speak a lot of visions in the classes, right? I mean, I guess I do. Somehow ends up turning around oftentimes, right? I don't know. But when... Am I am I energizing the negativity, and or when am I releasing it? That's my doubt.
1: Well, I experience in you. I experience you release it all the time.
5: <laughs> yes. Release.
1: I experience you, you releasing the false beliefs, bringing them to the light all the time, every week. I do. Yeah,
5: I'm a slow learner every week.
1: No, I mean that's you're actively doing it. You're not just observing. You're doing it. Who else is relating
2: to this? Anybody, Linda? You want to share anything?
3: I'm just seeing a, a connection to. Um, what Joan was sharing, what Carla is sharing, and what I'm dealing with, it's all related to fear of the unknown and wanting things to be different or wanting things to stay the same. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That was one of the strongest patterns in my life. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you i i I still experience it, but it's I experience it differently now now I just recognize oh i think uh I think I'm getting a little bit in my way there with that, slowing things down a little bit with that. oh, I can see you know that's part of a, a a reluctance pattern, a resistance pattern, but it used to be, I used to just feel like, uh, I, I just have to, I just have to self-medicate all day today. I just, I have to, I just, I, 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 I have to, you know, I used to feel that way. I used to feel like I cannot think about these things. I I just can't even think about them. They're just too scary, too upsetting, too overwhelming. I just can't even, I can't talk about them. And when, Um, my spiritual friends or my spiritual counselor would want to talk about them. At times I would be so resistant that I would be hostile. Mm -hmm. Like, do not push me. If you push me, I will get my car and I will run you over with it. So just please don't push me. I do not want to run you over with my car. You know, I will never speak to you again if you push me any further.
3: Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. Like yeah. like, like when it gets really intense, that you're just like a, a porcupine just waiting to shoot its quills out. <laughs> Don't come near me. I'm really prickly right now. That's right. Yeah. but it, i i think it part of it too is the just the energy of moving from 2016 to 2017 and the whole being on the precipice of a new year with new possibilities and new things that will happen that we have no idea what they are um there, you know there's a an old pattern in me that wants to be afraid that wants to make a big deal of it and feel like um, I'm being a victim or I'm special because I'm suffering or whatever. I don't understand <laughs> it, but it, it, you know, it really is about separation instead of unity. hmm when there can be so many possibilities for mm-hmm. for good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's the ego knows that it is on its last legs. Yeah. Because I had so many self-sabotaging patterns, I would just. Uh, man, I would provoke people so that they would push me away. I would um, hurt people's feelings so badly that I could never go back. You know, I just used to do all kinds of stuff. And um, because I felt so vulnerable and so afraid, I just wanted to get everybody away from me. Because I felt like a burn victim standing naked in a windstorm. Mm -hmm. You know? I really did. And I can just honestly say, I don't ever feel that way anymore. Ever. I just don't ever feel that way anymore. And sometimes I get little memories of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, boy. That, I remember feeling that. So I, I say that because I, I know that what we are doing is we're really... Permanently healing and it's so important to talk about and to recognize and to not feel ashamed of at all the egos clinging to its existence in the way that where it had total control Mm -hmm. Yeah So it seems crazy like we're clinging to the painful patterns We're getting in our own way. We're the self-sabotagers. And when I have that thought now, I just say, it's not true. I'm growing. There's nothing but growth here. You know, nothing but net, nothing but growth. It's all so good. I'm learning through joy now. I'm learning through joy. I'm learning through joy. And I I literally do not allow self-criticism at all. Just no, will not allow that.
3: Yeah, the thought and image that I'm getting is is what I would like to energize is seeing myself being so much in surrender and acceptance of what is to come that I feel like Um, the father in the story of the prodigal son, that I'm just opening my arms to it and welcoming it with joy and, and gladness.
1: That is a beautiful metaphor, Linda. That is just a beautiful, beautiful way to think of it. That you are your own beloved parent welcoming yourself home in celebration, no chastisement, no complaints, no regrets because you notice that there's no component also in that story where the father is saying i should never have given him that inheritance oh oh mea culpa you know there's no part of the story where the the father is saying it's my fault i should never have given you the inheritance it's just there was experience and now you've come home wiser for your experience more compassionate for your experience. How wonderful! How wonderful!
3: Yeah. Grateful for it all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing that makes us so raw. It's that self-judgment, you know. And and um, every single one of us, certainly who's here right now, each one of us is making huge shifts in our lives. And we have high aspirations. So it would be easy to judge any one of us, but there's just no health in that. There's no benefit in that. And, um, but it's, it's totally understandable that any one of us would feel like, Looking at, we could look at ourselves and say, There's failure here. There's failure, you know, or that somehow it's a failure to have resistance or reluctance. But that resistance and reluctance, it really is the ego uh, trying to hold on, the ego not wanting to let go. But the ego is never going to want to let go. So that's why the only way to, um, to work with it really is to be firm and to really be clear in our own mind, oh yes, this is the way, this is the way. This is the way, the truth and the life. It is. It is. And so that's why I also say, so for Carla and Linda, the the being able to see that vision and energize it on a daily basis uh, by really just holding, look how much more awake and loving you you are, right? Look at how much happier you are. Much more free. Mm -hmm. Much more on track to live the life you'd like. I don't know when it happened,
5: but I feel
1: better <laughs> since I spoke it. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, when we don't speak it and we hold it in and we cogitate on it, we're still making it real and giving it power. Remember, anything we hold in our attention has power. So like for Joan, Joan, your thoughts that Peter is bad and wrong, that he's not good and he's not appropriate and you don't want him in your family's life, any thoughts like that, when you think them, you give them power, and all he's going to do
2: is show up like that more and more. So
1: anything we hold in our mind, like you know, Linda, if you're holding in your mind that it's difficult or it's hard or you don't know what to do or anything like that, you're giving those thoughts power. That's what we all do. So that's why, you know, for me, one of the most healing things is just to recognize I'm not holding those things. I do not wish to see made manifest. I'm not going to hold them in my mind.
5: Mm-hmm. I just had a thought because it seems like I'm I'm challenged the whole picture in my mind so I had this came to me that I don't have to hold the whole picture that I just hold the picture uh, even a blank slate and draw on it daily until I have a whole picture
1: thank you yeah, and you know what, Carla? You have such a beautiful smile. You know, your whole face lights up when you smile. And uh, you have a wonderful laugh. So you can hold a picture of you laughing and smiling wherever you are.
5: <laughs> okay. It might be more challenging. I was just looking at my. I was just doing the app on my phone. and I'm like, my picture was... So my face was so clear. <laughs> I'm going to the computer. <laughs> so I don't know that. Thank you. I'll have to contemplate that. I'll have to grow that picture. That's a picture I'm going to have to grow. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, just happy, peaceful, harmonious, joyful, laughing wherever you are, balanced wherever you are, <clears throat> whatever the terrain is.
5: Balance. That's really interesting. You know I'm a Libra.
1: Well, and I know you've you've had physical challenges with your balance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it. So balanced wherever you are, whatever the terrain is. I know last week people were saying they would like to close up after 75 minutes and not have the class go to 90 minutes any anything else anybody would like to share is our last class.
3: Just thank you and can't wait till next year.
2: Yeah. And um, Carla,
1: you mentioned uh, somewhere I saw earlier today that um, I didn't realize Jerry's father passed.
5: Yes, uh, I think around the eighteenth or something. Okay. I was gonna post post in post book, but I felt it wasn't my place
2: to do
1: mm-hmm.
5: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I think, but I'm just gonna say, that feels like to me, like it was extremely healing for her because of living with them for several months and um she felt very, very at peace with it all.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: Yeah, so we'll speak a word of prayer for Jerry's family. Mm -hmm. Lawrence, anything you'd like to say before we close it out?
4: Uh, I would like to say thank you to everyone. From the bottom of my heart, Mm -hmm. I... Can't begin to tell you how much your support and friendship. I don't know if I could have. I could have done it, but it would have been a lot harder without you, without you all. I love you all very
2: much. Love you too. Yes. Mm. Hmm.
4: Very much. I just got back from a Christmas celebration with twenty-five people, most of whom, most of the adults of whom, voted for Donald Trump. So it's quite a quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Quite a good practice in with not not being judgmental.
2: Mm. Was how was their mood? I'm just curious
1: about Trump. I say
4: they're very they're very happy. They're very happy with their choice. They're uh, they think it's gonna I think he's going to make everything, he's going to make America great again. So, they're happy. Good. Yeah.
1: I'm so tired of America not being great.
4: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the joy. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine if you had somebody new coming into your family kind of like that and said, I'm going to make this family great again. And you're like, oh, that would be good. Mm -hmm. That would be good. You do that. Make it great again.
3: Oh, my
5: gosh.
1: Thank God you're here, our Savior. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Joan, any final thoughts?
0: No, um, just thank you. I'm very grateful for all that I've learned and very grateful to be part of this community. And I look forward to continuing next year. I don't know which, what I'm doing. But...
1: <laughs> See, I know what I'm doing, because I'm doing it all.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, uh, I know I haven't done one-on-ones with everybody in this class, but I, I look forward to, and um, I'll be, uh, there are some times in January, and I'll put more times in January and uh, because I really enjoy the one-on-ones so um those will still be happening and uh I'm doing uh I'll mention too that I'm doing I'm going to be doing a survey another survey about times
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um uh, for each individual class uh, so that the people in that class can um, vote for their times um and um but for year three in Ascension Pathway, I won't be doing it in the, at the nine o'clock slot anymore. I might still do year one at the nine o'clock slot, but nothing else, because mm-hmm. it's just not a good time for me. It's too hard on my, my energy field. I need to be getting into the, the bed and getting ready to go to sleep at nine mm-hmm. o'clock <laughs> so I can get too. up early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes um yeah it's uh, such a privilege such a privilege to work with all of you such beautiful people so willing available and the beautiful transparency that we have and the freedom to be ourselves and not be judged in our group It's extraordinary, and I certainly, uh, it takes a village to create that. It takes a great willingness. So I am beyond grateful for everybody's participation, their willingness, their contributions. And what I really see for next year is we're laying a foundation to really open to offering more and more and more to a, a larger community of like-minded souls. I, for a long time now, for 15 years, I have conversations with people uh, out in the hinterlands all around the world who are yearning deeply for the kind of connection that we have. And, uh, and, but we can only have it one by one as each person is willing to, uh, answer the call and to allow themselves that gift to share their own selves. So you've all shared so much with each other and with me and that is the greatest gift of all. It truly, truly is. And I feel very blessed to walk with you. So we take this breath of prayer and gratitude and love and harmony, and balance, and joy. So grateful to dedicate ourselves to living more joyfully, letting the light shine in our own mind, in our own heart. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves the freedom to truly live a loving life. Grateful and thankful to open ourselves to this unprecedented dynamic flow of pure love and goodness in gratitude we share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them in gratitude we consciously claim our awakening our healing our atonement we are willing we're willing to see the Christ light in ourselves we're willing to see the Christ light in everyone we are willing to rise in our mind in our awareness and let all the crusty, all the shell of the ego to fall away and to be our true self, unhurtable, unbreakable, perfect. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. And Speaking also a word for Jerry and her family and knowing that right where she is, the love of God is, the peace of God is, knowing that her father flies literally on the wings of the angels and that he is released from all suffering. Knowing this for Jerry's mother, her siblings, her whole family, that they are all released the pain of the past that love is all that there is love is all that's real and that there is peace everywhere so grateful and thankful to this for jerry her father her mother their family in gratitude we know they are blessed we let it be and so it is amen and so it is amen
0: amen thank you
1: i love you happy new year
3: Happy New Year. Love you guys.
0: Happy New Year, everybody. Love you. Bye.